Happy birthday to Uncle Bob. Happy birthday to Uncle Bob. Happy birthday, dear Uncle Bob. Happy birthday to Happy birthday to you. We love the pop pop I can't believe it. Happy birthday. Alco Pop Records. Uh, thank you for doing what you do. Thanks for bringing so much amazing music to the world's attention. Um, I get to play it on the radio. We get to see all these bands playing live. You put out some amazing releases over the years, and it takes hard work and dedication and commitment. So, big up your bad selves. We appreciate all your hard work, and uh, thanks for making the musical world a more beautiful place just by your very existence. And uh, here's to many more wonderful releases. Thanks, Alco Pop Records, and happy birthday. Hello and welcome to the Alcopop Podcast. My name is Matt Emery and this month's podcast is a special 10-year celebration edition. A decade of Alcopop music and releases and a massive congrats to both Jack and Kev for all their hard work over the last 10 years, releasing so many great bands and artists on so many different formats and uh, I think they've done everything from vinyl, tape, you name it, they've done it. And things that aren't formats like watches, bikes, frisbees and so on. Um, it's been a real privilege from my part to work with Jack and Kev over the last seven to eight years now. Um, I've worked with them as a sort of in a band, as a solo artist and podcasting with the odd bit of merch and tour driving thrown in as well. Um, I feel like they've really built something with such a homely vibe, not only for the bands, but for the fans and music lovers themselves also. Um, so let's get on with the podcast. This podcast is a chat with Jack about all things Alcopop, from starting up the label, his inspirations, his favourite labels, his uh, favourite moments over the last 10 years, uh, to advice for unsigned artists and answering the important questions like, would you rather spend a night in a shed with a snake, crocodile or Komodo dragon? Uh, there will also be messages throughout the podcast from a whole load of lovely people, DJs, blogs, other record labels, publishers and Alcopop bands old and new. Also music from Tiger Cup, Oh Boy, Tellison, Tibet, uh, 4 or 5 Meditions, Happy Accidents, Hush the Many, Quiet Lions, who is our Alcopop Recommends uh, band this month, featuring members of former Alcopop band Jumping Ships. Uh, we've got Get In You It, Weirds and Anna Managuchi. So Jack and I start by talking about the latest signings to Alcopop over the last few months in case you might have missed out or wanting any more information about them basically. Um, you can hear more about them straight after this track called The X and the O from the wonderful Jofa.
This is Luke from the band Stagecoach and Superfan 99 Records wishing Jack and Alcapop a very happy birthday. Cheers, Jack. So, just announced Weirds. Weirds. Which I, I've been searching for all information and there's not much that I can find, but there's that little trailer yeah, that man. I just they, think sounds amazing. They are, as the name suggests, an odd bunch and they wanted to keep it a little bit mysterious. So, uh, yeah, we haven't announced anything per se um, other than the fact we've signed them and stuff is coming from the yeah. studio. Um, <laughs> the stuff that's coming from the studio is absolutely monumental yeah, I was going to say from the little teaser it's just oh, like it God. sounds I mean there's an EP up on uh, online at the moment um, that gives a sort of taste of what's to come but cool. this next release whatever it may be <laughs> um, is absolutely huge awesome. I mean it's sounding really good and they're one of those bands that sort of um, you know I'd, I'd sort of known of them for a while I always have like a list of about 40 probably 30 40 bands in my head yeah of bands that's kind of bands I'm liking or I'm sort of checking out or you know and weirds have always been sort of in and around there for the last year or so and they sent me a nice message and were like oh do you want to check out the sampler and I sort of put it on and I was like hang on played it again it was like oh my god this is insane so yeah. got the full uh, release and uh, and kind of like yeah it's sounding huge uh, they're really nice guys as well they fit sort of super nicely into the Alcopop kind of uh, Alcopop uh, way yeah. and uh, yeah I'm very excited about I mean I think we're going to sort of start teasing at what's to come at the end of this year okay. and then into 2017 it's going to be uh, it's going to be a big year for them amazing cool uh, happy accidents oh, I love those guys happy, you couldn't not love happy <laughs> accidents um, they've had a brilliant year um Sort of, they played Reading, didn't play Reading and Leeds, um, which was great. They've had an amazing time on radio, yeah. Um, thanks to a guy called Reese, actually, who runs a company called Martian. It is Martian, I always get the name wrong, I always think it's Android for some reason, but it's Martian PR. <laughs> He's done a brilliant job with them uh, on radio, and uh, they've been awesome. So, we've had BBC introducing, have gone head over heels for them. Uh, Hugh Stevens has been great playing them, as always. As all, oh god, the guys are. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I have tears in my eyes when I think about Hugh Stevens. Annie Mack picked him up, which is obviously brilliant. You know that sort of uh, next step. Um, and yeah, the albums. The album's been great actually because we had the whole plan was to release the album, kind of get the sort of first wave of press around it, and then people start discovering it uh, and really getting into it. And I think that's kind of what's happened. Yeah. Um, so you know they started off this year kind of I guess relatively unknown um, but since then they've toured well they're going on tour with Muncie Girls in December oh, that's perfect. yeah in November December I think um, personal best in Doe they're going out to Europe with awesome. um, in October November um, they've been out well they played that they played an incredible London show with um, Martha which yeah. sold out upstairs at the Tuffnell Park yeah. uh, Dome which was just brilliant um, they've gone on lots of UK and European tours played Reading and Leeds loads of other festivals and I think people are just kind of starting to realise that Happy Accidents are the band they need in their lives yeah. and it's wonderful to see this kind of like organic you know kind of we got a nice little team together who've been working really hard on it and it's just kind of coming together and they are the most wonderful human beings like awesome. yeah they seem so lovely yeah I, I mean I say that about most of our bands <laughs> not all but most um, and they are just just great yeah. like really great and it's just a pleasure to work with Happy Accent there's actually something coming up well it would probably be uh, out by the time this podcast is dropped so uh, keep uh, actually there's loads of Happy Accents to happen in the next couple of months so uh, awesome. yeah they've been out with the Tuts as well who are really cool yeah, like, yeah their album's one of my albums of the year I think love that um but yeah, so Happy Accents is just great. Wicked. Okay, next band, Tiger Cub, who I've known for quite a while, actually. Yeah. They are brilliant. Oh, a real honour to sign those guys. I mean, they've yeah, been... Yeah, I was so excited when you said that, because I didn't know that was happening. Yeah. Just like, that's, well, that's great news, because that fits, I think, perfectly. We kept it super secret, and we kind of pursuing it for a while, but... Uh, 
man those guys and I mean, it probably gets really boring for the listener. They wanted just for me to go like, I hate that band. <laughs> those, those guys are <laughs> that bastards. Would make, that would so make a podcast. <laughs> but, but genuinely, Tiger Cub, fantastic. Um, they also work so hard. Their yeah. Their schedule is always It's ridiculous. I sort of, I had a bit of a germ. So I was like, you're only doing 40 shows in two months. That's, that's just not acceptable. <laughs> what, what are these 10 days <laughs> off about? Uh, but again, they've been really good. They're out in Europe at the moment with Demon Pappy. Um, and I'm seeing photos from every show and they're just packed. It's brilliant. So uh, yeah. we're really having uh, having fun with that one. I was tempted to go and see them in Amsterdam, but just couldn't quite make it work, which would have been, uh, would have been a heady trip, I yeah. think. Where um, are they playing in Amsterdam? Uh, good question. <laughs> I don't know. I just saw Amsterdam and I was like, <laughs> Tiger Cub in Amsterdam kind of fit. So, uh, but yeah, and then they're in uh, touring the UK in November alongside the album, which is out on the 11th of November. I have to say, it's it's a work of genius. It's their debut record. So excited that it's coming out on Alcopop. It's obviously taking, like, you know, you'll notice with kind of Weirds and um, Tiger Cub and then a potential other signing we've got coming up. There's a sort of, there's a heavier side, I think, coming into Alcopop now, which is something we're kind of really, uh, really wanting to do, sort of diversify out. Um, it's actually, listening to your podcast, Matt, have, uh, has kind of shown me that the best labels and I think the labels that are really exciting me at the moment have a kind of diverse roster yeah. you know your transgressives your belly unions things like that and it's kind of like I, I, we're kind of making a bit of an effort to stick with what we've always done yeah. um, but it just makes sure that Alcopop is diversifying and we're doing some interesting stuff so Tiger Cub are kind of Tiger Cub are almost like a, a bold step in that kind of direction I still think they fit perfectly they though. do I mean, man Yeah, that's it. And there's always that sort of seam of melody in there, which is something that Alcopop's always had. You know, whether you've got kind of Anamanaguchi or whether you've got like Tiger Cub or whatever, you know, it's kind of different bands, but always have that kind of seam of melody going through it. Um, so, yeah, they're another band I'm super excited about. Um, they just keep going from strength to strength. They've had loads of radio play recently, and I think the album reception is going to be something yeah, very special. So have a look. Come to one of the November shows. Um, I'll be at the Electroworks. It's going to be it's going to be really positive. Really positive. Do we can 
Jack, this is Jimmy from Tiger Cub. And on behalf of the whole band, I would like to wish your label a very happy 10-year anniversary. We've only just met, but um, you've made an enormous impression on us. Thank you so much. A cursory glance at my Twitter account will tell you I'm a big fan of sunsets and unicorns. I'm also a big fan of Space Invaders and Jurassic Park, which is why I am so proud every Christmas to be able to wear my Clever Girl Christmas jumper from Alcopot Records. And this week I heard it's the 10th birthday of Alcopot Records. So excited for you. Uh, Congratulations, Kev and Jack. I've seen you gain an uh, AIM Award back in the day for Small Label. Uh, We've seen you create a bike that I'd still quite like. Um, If you can send it to Manchester, that would be great uh new releases from the lovely happy accidents who i saw recently and they were rad uh, brawlers so much noise so much fun and so much color keep doing what you're doing uh, incredible vinyl incredible merch incredible people happy birthday is it really been a decade okay next one we've just been talking about this whilst we were getting drinks it's tibet. <laughs> oh man tibet I've oh, I've just had the best news about Tibet, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it, um, but it's something very radio related. So uh, yeah, basically they're having a great year at radio, uh, especially, and are just so I, I keep saying it's so fun. Um, so they've been out on tour with the Amazons, uh, played pretty much every festival yeah. going this year. Um, went to see them at Reading, and it was brilliant. Uh, I think it was the third tent, and it was just packed. Uh, it was great. Um, so yeah, loads of shows, and and just releasing pop gems. I mean. I, they're kind of like they uh, and I don't mean to sort of say bands in Alcopop mould nude sounds or whatever but they are they're cr- classic in the kind of Alcopop mould this sort of super furry animals kind of uh, vibe just very poppy loads of like indie riffs yeah. and so fun so fun live so uh, oh yeah it's catching, so 
yeah man well i hope to be uh, i hope to be working with them for forever um <laughs> uh, my girlfriend re um who runs to death to his party records is absolutely in love with tibet as well um <laughs> she met them i think she's working at latitude and we're like they're such scamps <laughs> they really are like they, they i took more photos of tibet eating chips at south sea than i did of anything else <laughs> So I'm going through my photos the next day. It was just Tibet with pieces of fish in their mouth, and I was like, that, "That's that's all I've got." But uh, but they're very infectious kind of personalities. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Expect them on the front cover of Enemy in a couple of a uh, couple of months. And the other one that um, I was going to mention, you released a single by Oh Boy. Yeah. Uh, so we've had two singles by Oh Boy now, and they have got exciting news, which again isn't announced yet, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, so they've signed to Saddleback in the States, wow. uh, which is uh, Alt-J's label over there, yeah, I was gonna say, which is awesome. So we're working with Saddleback on the next single, uh, which is going to be like a dual single um, coming out in America and the UK. So, oh boy, again, I've had lots of radio love. They've just kind of been, you know, quietly building profile in the yeah, background. been solidly ploughing. Yeah, that's it. And we should have an album. Well, I say we should. We definitely will. Uh, and if they're listening to this, we definitely will have an album <laughs> for 2017. So uh, that's really exciting. Um, oh boy, are just yeah. Again, lovely guys uh, from Northampton, uh, which is nice. Like my first teeth, yeah. classic, uh, classic teeth from the from the olden days. Um, There's a lovely spine in Northampton. Well, exactly. Malco as well. <laughs> yeah, Malco as well. Yeah. yeah, we've got the Northampton spine. Um, <laughs> and oh boy, are. Uh, are, are valiantly keeping that keeping that going and they've had a great year and a, a fantastic band live um really really awesome so yeah every song they come out with is is better than the last which yeah. is amazing considering i thought their first single we did was one of the best songs we'd ever <laughs> released so uh, yeah they just keep confounding expectations
How do? It's Simon Persas from Eccentric Music here. Ten years old. Butter my arse. We're ten years old as well. We're as old as each other. Now then, Alcopop Records have always sent me nothing but absolutely wonderful music over the past decade. I've no doubt they will continue to do so. It also helps that Jack is one of the nicest people in Western Europe. And also, any commission that we have made off you, I've spent straight back on uh, merchandise. I think I've got more Alcopop t-shirts than I have clean underwear at the moment. And whatever happens from now on, even if my career goes down in an absolute blaze of glory, Alcopop will always be the record label that gave me the song that we managed to get synced on a dog food advert in Australia. Three years running. The gift that keeps on giving. Happy birthday from everyone here at Centric, especially me. You're wonderful human beings. And here to the next ten years, eh? Kudos! Okay, so we're going to, obviously you've heard the label podcast that we've done before, we're going to do a few of the questions with you, because it is kind of 10 years, obviously, celebrating yeah, 10, 10 years of alcohol, which is crazy. I know, it's mental. I was thinking about it the other day and sort of looking at uh, some of the photos from, I think, Alcopop kind of officially started when me and Kev went to see Midget playing Peterborough, and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we went to like this festival, watch Midget, and it was the first time I've been too starstruck to speak to anyone, um, which is ridiculous considering yeah. they're a sort of, uh, I don't know if you remember Midget. Um, I do, but not like... Yeah, it's kind of what the na- label was named after. They're a sort of indie pop band who yeah. Kev and I both loved back in probably 98, uh, and they released their first debut mini album like Alcopop, which is what we were named yeah. after. Uh, but that's kind of one of one of reason, uh, several reasons. But yeah, and sort of looking back at some of the old photos, we stopped at a place called Tackle Fest on the way home, <laughs> <laughs> which we tried to sneak into because we wouldn't pay the £6 entry that's fee. Not a fishing yeah, it was a fishing festival. We just thought it was funny because it was called Tackle Fest. Um, so yeah, I was looking at some of the photos. Man, we look young. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Record labels age you, I think. But yeah. Uh, but you know. But yeah, it was. It's been a good ten years, and so we just thought we'd celebrate, not with anything sort of, you know, too overly kind of, um, you know, polished. But we've got like we had a party on a boat the yeah. other week, which was super I'm fun. Oh man, I was gutted you couldn't make. It was yeah. really good. Tellison, I think Tellison said it was one of the best shows they'd ever played. It was ridiculous. Yeah, 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 just shoving a couple of hundred people on a boat and letting people rock out. It was awesome fun. Uh, so we sailed up to, I think it was sort of Greenwich or something, and sailed back. Um, and yeah, we had Encyclopedia playing, yeah. <laughs> the return of those guys. You about that. That's your first release. Yeah, ever, first right? ever release. Um, was it quite nostalgic? It was amazing. There were tears in eyes. Really? Um, yeah, I think it's their first show in sort of seven or eight years. So uh, <laughs> mental, really. I, I couldn't believe it when I asked Ben, and he was like, yeah, yeah, we'll come back for that, which is amazing. We had Warren from the Attica State, who was obviously brilliant and happy accidents coming and playing an acoustic set which was ace and it was just such a nice day we kind of it rained a lot but we I mean you can tell we're getting old because our our 10 year party was from 3 till (laughs) (laughs) 6pm nice afternoon so everybody can go and get roast later on Um, and yeah the boat ran out of Prosecco so uh, so yeah I think everyone was absolutely smashed it was great Um, it it was a great party we got a cool little um, uh, little sort of a nod back to the singles club which will be coming up which uh, you have to keep an eye on because yes. uh, that's not going to be out for a couple of months um, but yeah for the next few months we've got a little party in Reading uh, where we've got Tiger Cover and Youth Man so playing that, yeah. um, which will be fun and then there'll be another couple of little bits so it's kind of uh, yeah it's, it's one of those things where we're just we're just kind of uh, adding some little 10th year sort of you know uh, hallows in nice. at various points without going too over the top about it yeah. um, because we thought about a massive Aldea 
but we do all dares all the time and to be fair holy raw put on their 10th year all day this year and it was knocked out of the park we're not going to beat that obviously we could have done something as good but we're not going to be <laughs> we're not going to beat alex uh, at that you know it works so well so we thought a boat party would be way more fun um so yeah um you know holy raw have won the all dares this year i think so uh, so we've gone we've gone different yeah. when you um first set up alcohol was there any like targets or goals that you were aiming for yeah. Obviously, Alcott, for those who don't know, came about through a bet. Yeah, that was it. Jezza Lamana Luwalua. And yeah, that kind of, we borrowed a bit of money off my dad, bet a bit of it on that, and then uh, kind of took it from there. Uh, so thank you, Trezza. I, I imagine he's listening. He's always uh, he's always involved. We did invite him to the boat, but we didn't hear back. Oh. So, uh, but yeah, so like, looking back at, at kind of goals, I think one of my goals was to have a track played on Radio 1. Which was uh, which we've had, yeah. (laughs) Which we've had a few times now. Um, Which was yeah. It's weird when you look back at your goals because you know you kind of. I guess your goals change as you're sort of growing up with a label. So you'll sort of be like, God, we haven't done what we achieved this wanted to achieve this month or whatever. Not that it's kind of like I have a strict list of achievements that we have to achieve. (laughs) Yeah, we're not that kind of business. Um, But you know, you sort of look back and you're like, God, I remember the first time we got a review and I was like, Whoa, we got a review, an actual review, you know, or like you know oh one of the radio one djs rejected us but we got an email back and it's like you know something like that and it's kind of what used to get you excited and it obviously it kind of changes um i think fairly early on i had a um a a thing that i really wanted to sign johnny foreigner because i looked back on our myspace page before it was deleted and johnny foreigner emailed us in the first week (laughs) of us being a label to kind of say like the first yeah first week jofo emailed us before they were you know before they'd done any of the tv stuff that sort of signed them on to best before and propelled them off into the uh, stratosphere they emailed us and said like senior influences looks really cool um you know it'd be cool to come and play a show with you guys and we dropped him an email back just sort of saying yeah i'd love to hear from you you know do send over your demos to which jofo said yeah we'll send you over our demos they never did um but yeah it was kind of like so one of our first ever interactions with was johnny foreigner and then we put them on a, a show after they'd signed um sort of big bucks we kind of offered at that point but yeah. they were well out of the uh, well out of the stratosphere and then to kind of pick them up four or five years later and then them to sort of like carry us through and kind of you know take us to that kind of next yeah. level was really weird so i think very early on I had that sort of goal to sign Johnny Foreigner. Yeah. Another goal we had as soon as I saw them. And there's there's several bands that kind of stand out to me. There's, there was probably a couple of years in down the line of the label, my goal was to sign Johnny Foreigner, which we've done, Fight Like Apes, which we've done, and The Excerpts, who still remain elusive. <laughs> <laughs> Damn you, Murray. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like my three bands that I loved and really wanted to yeah. sign because we saw Fight Like Apes down in... Uh, I want to say South Sea. It wasn't. It was at a festival called Boring by the Sea. Oh yeah. Uh, well, somewhere, some seaside town. And I, <laughs> I believe it was one of the artists' hard guys. Like, pumped a load of his parents' money into making a brilliant festival. <laughs> I, th- I don't think it made any. I, I think he might have got in trouble for that. It might have been rich from artists. I can't remember now. But it was an awesome festival. Loads of good bands on. He totally had his ear on the. Uh, which is why artists' hard yeah, is so good, yeah. really. Um, but yeah, it was it was wicked. And then as soon as I saw them, Tellison were there, and I was like, "Want to sign them?" And then it was kind of like time, times, and yeah. then we got them. Yeah. So yeah, um, they were kind of they were kind of our our goals in terms of like um, you know sort of bands. And and they came a couple of years on. I think you know when we started the label, it was just to kind of like get into music again because yeah. I kind of done that thing and I was speaking to someone else about it uh, some youth who just come out of uni recently who was like yeah I've had like a year where I just haven't really kept up to 
date with what's going on in music yeah. and I've done exactly the same so I'd sort of come out of university was trying to find myself a writing job and in the meantime I'd had to take a temp job in Coventry um, and it was really bleak so I was working like a call centre for a year and it was an awful call centre and I hated it and they came round one day going like oh do you want to uh, do you want to fill in this application for a full time job here and I was like <laughs> hell no next day I was sacked and, uh, and it was kind of like I've got to move on I've got to do something more exciting with my life so I sort of redoubled my efforts for the writing and then met Kev got into you know kind of got into sort of listening to new music again and then just yeah it's all gone from there so like and the nature of Alcopop is we never started as a proper business there was no kind of going to music label school or yeah. you know learning about business it was like let's just put a CD out uh, I mean let's go I mean obviously I had a lot of positives because Kev was there who'd already yeah, done it with say, BSM Kev's already had BSM established so yeah well that's it so he kind of knew where to go so we kind of got this little bit of money and it was like let's spend £30 on an advert on Punktastic like you know that, <laughs> that'll help which was great and like you know which is kind of nice that Punktastic were there from the start and yeah. it was like how are we going to do these CDs and it's like oh it's expensive to press them so let's do them 3 inch and then cut print fold stick put stickers on stamp number all of our sleeves so it was very much a sort of labor of love and i was talking to kev about it recently and i remember like the first year we started alcopop and everything we owned as a label was kept in a small cardboard box (laughs) so we had alcobox which was basically had all of our sort of cd sleeves cardboard stickers all of that kind of stuff in a small cardboard box and then we destroyed it uh one day when we had a wrestling match in our house when we were very drunk and very stoned and uh, i think I might have piled drive Kev through it um, or he did the same to me or something we used to like frog splash each other off the uh, off the couches there are four of us who live there and they got a bit raucous um, and so Alcopox was destroyed <laughs> so it was like we've got to we've got to quit this label or move on and uh, you know get a new home yeah. for everything so happily we moved on yeah. and uh, yeah the idea of fitting everything Alcopop in a cardboard box now is quite appealing actually yeah. but <laughs> <laughs> sadly not sadly not
Hi, Jack. Congratulations on 10 years at Alcopop Records. A lot of people start record labels and put out one or two releases, but very few are still doing it 10 years later. It's an honour and a pleasure to be part of the Alcopop family. And so here's a massive congratulations and well done from Tallison. Remember, pain heals, chicks dig scars, glory lasts forever. Hello, I'm John Kennedy, and you're listening to the Alco Popcast. Have you have you got any massive standout moments over the last ten years? I know I've certainly I've got some. <coughs> yeah, I I um I think well, without meaning to uh, blow smoke and such, I think you guys playing at Reading yeah, was a real standout moment for for me because it was kind of you know I, I managed stagecoach at the time as well, and um, oh yeah, to explain for anyone who doesn't know, Matt Emery used to drum in stagecoach. Um, He's not just made his living being the voice of exceptional <laughs> podcasts, would you believe? Um, but yeah, hard to believe. <laughs> it is hard to believe. Um, but yeah, it was that was a, a really special moment. Like I loved that day, and it was the first time Alcopop had ever had a band at Reading and Leeds, and obviously that was the first festival I'd ever been to. So it's kind of there's lots of special festivals to us, you know, sort of 2000 Trees, Truck, South Sea being the first people who ever gave us a stage, yeah. um, ATG, it, loads. You know, I could go. Why not? There's, there's loads handmade, uh, carefully planned. All of these kind of festivals are brilliant, but that one, Reading Leeds, cracking <laughs> Reading Leeds, having stagecoach playing Reading Leeds to a good crowd, wasn't it? Oh, I think. it was really, I was quite, I was expecting there to be like 50 people, and it was just kind of looked out and just like, my God, a proper crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was like, yeah, that was really special. Um, signing Johnny Foreigner was massive, yeah. like for me, because it felt like we'd hit that next level when we yeah. signed Joe. I remember the night I was out with uh, uh, work, a place I worked at at the time and uh, I remember we went down um, at that street where Mum is based now and I can't think of the name of it um, it doesn't matter anyway we're, we're, I, I can remember it like it was yeah. yesterday apart from the name of the street um, but yeah so we went down there and we were in a bar on the edge of it that we were working for like it failed really quickly yeah. but we were there and I got the call from Gareth and I sort of went out and he was like yeah uh, so you know get stagecoach on tour with Johnny Foreigner do you want to do a split and I was like yes and he was like should we talk about doing the album and I was like oh my god yeah, this I is it, all unraveling yeah. it was yeah, yeah. And, and that was amazing for me because obviously Jofo really big band um, really exciting to me uh, one of my favourite bands then and now yeah. um, so to work with those guys felt like it was kind of like hold on we're, we're a proper label now um, which was great and then you know, I know it's not cool to like awards, but <laughs> when we won the uh, AIM Small Label of the Year Award in 2013, 14, whenever it was, that was insane. Yeah. Partly because it was completely unexpected. Like, we got nominated the year before, which was amazing. And then we got nominated that year. And I was just, I was just, comp- you know, there were some insane labels also nominated. And it was like, yeah, we're not going to win this. We're not going to win this. And then they called us out and it was just like, literally couldn't believe what I was seeing couldn't believe it felt like a dream so that night was amazing um, then I remember dancing on the, on the after party dance floor with a statue like stuffed in my uh, trouser back pocket Billy Bragg came up to me and was like oh congratulations on that I was like fucking Billy Bragg saying well done for like winning this award and then like passing out in a, in a corridor I think uh, Kev and I were staying in uh, Travelodge and we were on floor 3 Kev said I was brought to the room at about 4am by, by a security guard who found me on floor 6 passed out next to a tree, <laughs> next to a tree. <laughs> which, was, which was pretty cool um, you know sort of record label excess but you know if you run a record label 
as far as I can see, there's not many awards you can win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's kind of it, really. here from you the band uh, it's one of alco pop's most uh, financially regressive bands so tell us your best memory of alco pop i think the funniest thing i've ever seen is jack wearing a little pink t-shirt um probably designed for a 10 year old girl and uh watching him fit into that it's probably one of the most terrifying things i've ever seen It doesn't actually sound that great, mate. And, uh, it sounds quite disturbing, to be honest. Yeah. Tell us about the best release you ever did on Alco Pop. I think my favourite release has to be the photo album release, um, where he made up a load of photo albums and released our single on it. Um, I think we only managed to get one photo in there and I think he's got all the photo albums in his house still. 
Sounds like you guys had a lot of fun, mate. I, I don't know why I have to do this thing. I mean, what what what's, what's Jack ever done for me? I mean, he we we could have been we could have been someone. We were going places. We were. Uh, I mean, and then we joined that bloody label of his, and then well, what happened then? We all fell apart, didn't it? I mean. We could have, we could have been, we could have been bloody great, and then, ah, uh, bloody alcohol. I mean, who do they think they are? What, what, what? We're recording now. Ah, oh, fuck. Hey, Jack, it's Owen here from Elephants. Um, yeah, keep, keep on rocking, man. Take it easy. Yo, this is Sam Smith, aka famous porn star Josie Fellatio. <laughs> You're listening to the Alcapop podcast. I wrote like a couple down if that's okay to yeah. um, first is awards we won a bowling award we did win a bowling award I can't believe that's not my top spot I remember that that was at the I remember we played SoundCloud in the final yeah. and there was a bet that where you, yeah SoundCloud. I had SoundCloud free for life if we won and yeah. I can't remember what they won off me if we lost but somehow we won <laughs> it was the pop bubble rock thing wasn't yeah, it yeah. yeah so Matt and I uh, triumphed Unlikely in an unlikely state of events because I'm terrible at bowling. Like um, you must have pulled us through, but yeah. Three strikes in the final. <laughs> that was just it. in a row, and <laughs> yeah. it kind of uh, it just. I think you got a load of spares. And yeah. it just Kept on rolling. Demoralised the yeah. opposition, but yeah, that was uh, perhaps the most unlikely thing ever to win as Alcapot was uh, was a bowling competition. Yeah. But we did it. We did it. <laughs> um, there's the obviously final in the BSM five side. Yeah, losing to BSM though that was a uh, that was a real kick in the yeah. teeth. I mean, it was what we've played the big scary monsters football five side tournament for like eight years now or something and we've we've always done all right despite what kev says kev's always like yeah you're either terrible one year or really good the next i'm like no we've had one terrible year yeah but um but yeah that was a bad year (laughs) we'll not talk about that one but then the year we got to the final was great and we did lose to big scary monsters and uh tom pennington who uh who is now my number one uh, enemy for all time <laughs> scored a blinding volley uh, like yeah. y- you know it would have wouldn't have been out of uh, out of place goal of the season in the premiership no. it was <laughs> oh god it was it was insensational well that was it and and you know they probably deserved it on the day but tom pennington <sighs> i hate him um, we've got to talk about the bike when i spoke to kev at great escape i think it's last year or the year before admitted that that was what probably got you aim of uh, <laughs> aim small label yeah, yeah I know a couple of people were like they released a compilation on a bike that's mental and it was mental but it just seemed right it was actually and I don't like to not admit to everything being my, my idea because most of these things are <clears throat> um, but that was actually my friend Liam's idea right. and he was like I'm pretty sure it was Liam's idea and he was like have you thought about you know I've just bought, bought this mango bike it's brilliant and I was like yeah that's cool he was like you should release a compilation on a bike and we sort of investigated and it was yeah. like yeah this can work so thanks Liam because um, that got us a lot of press I was going to say the amount of press that got you was insane but then how could you not review well that's it a compilation that is actually a 200 pound <laughs> it was amazing man <laughs> we had to, we had a great time with that and it was um i've got one now actually uh in my house which is good it, it, it's so it's such a pretty bike I would just put it as forward thinking <laughs> it was yeah and it was like time out called us the coolest label in london no they they had like 30 things that make london great yeah. and one of them was like 
cool um, hipster record labels. <laughs> it was like, A, we're not a hipster label. B, we're from Oxford. But cheers anyway. But, you know, you can't... It, time out saying we're one of the best things about London and not even being based in London was a really nice thing. Um, and, yeah, rock sound, DIY, Enemy, like, they all covered that. And it was one of those things which... And I always like whenever I do talks about stuff, I'm always sort of saying like you don't have to just release stuff yeah. as is. You know, you don't have to do the what everybody else does. And I think that was a really good example. Um, and like you know, I, I think it was almost equally cursed and blessed the bike. Looking back on it, because part of it, you know, I didn't want Alcopop to come across as a gimmick label. No, of and I think we were doing quite a lot at that time. So you know, we did the frisbee, we did the bike. And I was going to say, I love this. There's certain record stores that you walk into and they actually have alcohol BSM stand where you've got like frisbees, watches. <laughs> it's amazing. And I love it when that kind of stuff happens. I, I remember, I mean, the frisbee especially, which is a Johnny Foreigner EP that we released on a on a frisbee, which is something I've been banging on about doing for years. And oh, kept we, yeah, we got off the frisbee. And <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a thing around all the alcohol <laughs> Yeah, got off with the fucking frisbee. Joe Fro were the perfect band for it. They're also kind of a bit bigger to pull it off. Yeah, that was always like worried that it was kind of you know. Whereas yeah. they that's it and I remember Kev being like no don't do a frisbee and I was like no it'll be, it'll be awesome and, and actually loads of people do frisbees now like we were the sort of uh, we actually kicked off tapes before everybody was doing tapes as well I, I think we did a compilation on a tape where and it went up for sale at midnight on New Year's Day and the person to order it closest to midnight on New Year's Day also got a Walkman with it <laughs> <laughs> and someone ordered it like five past midnight it was amazing like it's like what are you doing with your new year's day um but yeah winning that's what yeah doing. winning that's what they uh, yeah and i hope they've still got it It was spray painted it looked awesome um but yeah what we're we talking about the uh, yeah the bike and the frisbee and and seeing banquet do a video where jt was chucking the frisbee across the shop yeah, yeah, to, I remember that. and that was like this this is great yeah. but yeah it's kind of stuff like that and, and it's sort of um, you know I was worried that we were starting to be typecast as a bit yeah. of a novelty label so it's kind of nice to get kind of the but, but I mean it, I guess it's kind of explaining sort of why we do that and it's kind of to keep the PR up amongst stuff that's normally quite boring yeah. so like who cares about a label compilation really yeah. who cares about you know well not who cares about an EP but it's kind of like it's harder to get press around EPs than an album yeah. so we did the same with Telesim where it was all like the, the whole campaign was based around the proper release of the Telesim yeah. album and it's kind of like you know it's going to be really big sort of lots of money going into press radio you know the, the everything's going to look lovely like the vinyl's going to be perfect the CD's going to the tours all there so it's all the sort of standard stuff but rather than just go here's a free download here's a single here's a 7 inch it was like you know let's put a single on four bowling shirts you know that sold out in seconds yeah. kind of like forward thinking in a market today that is like kind of really hard to sell physical records yeah like you're actually getting something that you're going to keep that you're going to treasure well that's it and, and that's what we Almost kind of kind of highly is the record really something that you yeah. know and, and that's it and, and that's what we hope comes across and, and we try and do stuff that's a really special for fans like yeah and without meaning to heart back to Telesim, like there's bowling shirts, like you know, there was only four. There was one for each member of the band, yeah. so it was literally like you had the shirt off the back, yeah. and you know, it was fifty quid a shirt or sixty quid a shirt, which is kind of what they cost to make. But it's kind of like, you know, that's not for everybody. That's for the Telesim super fans. So if yeah. you've got one of those Telesim shirts, it's awesome because no one else is ever going to have one. Yeah. You have you have Stephen's bowling shirt. That's that's how it is. Yeah. But we also try and do stuff that's a lot more inclusive. So one of the singles off that record was Polaroid photos from the tour with a nice sort of cardboard frame around them which had like the single download so it's a little part of the tour which you can have and you could pick those up for free yeah. there was i think we did 100 for free via the band camp and then the rest were in banquet and truck and yeah. you know the cool record shops where people could just come in and go oh that looks cool i'll pick one up so it's kind of like we try and 
keep it inclusive as well as keeping stuff for the super fan and I mean it sounds like you know when you talk about it it's all like this is great it doesn't all work yeah, <laughs> and obviously yeah, like yeah. you know some of this stuff works better than others but that's what we try and do hopefully it comes across like that but yeah. you know it, it's that's what we try and do so we're keeping it's almost I guess it's trying to trying to be the best of all the worlds where we have like the proper releases but we also have interesting stuff that keeps people talking and the kind of stuff that you know everyone can get excited about yeah. that's what we try and do whether it comes across that way I don't know but a moon is scraping by Alcapop records till I die forever on the edge happy birthday Jack and Kev Hello, this is Tom Waits, and I'd just like to wish Alcopop Records a happy 10th anniversary. Not really, it's Dan from 4 or 5 Magicians. Happy birthday, guys!
Uh, this is Robert from Erase Tapes, and I wish Alcopop a very happy birthday. <laughs> Something I have to ask about Clever Girl Jumpers t-shirts. Because that's gone crazy. Like, how many times has they appeared <laughs> on, like, some celebrity magazine or advert? Like, yeah. it's gone to the point where it's just... <clears throat> They're, they are amazing. That comes from a sort of a drunken night at Kev's house where we were just discussing ideas. Obviously, I love Jurassic Park, so we were like, how should we do, you know, rip-up? How should we appropriate Jurassic Park in a uh, in a positive way for our stuff? And we were kind of looking at Alcopop logos and Jurassic Park fonts, and it all felt a bit crap. And then, I don't know if it was me or Kev, was like, let's just use the picture of the raptor. It's the most famous scene of the film. I think we've just been down to Brighton, actually, to watch it in, like, a midnight showing of Jurassic Park with yeah. Tall Ships. I yeah. think that was, like, one of the first times we met, or I met Tall Ships, anyway, Kevin on sign them. But um, they were lovely guys, and we, we went to watch Jurassic Park with them at midnight in the Brighton Theatre cinema. And it was like, yeah, let's do that. And then Gemma put together the image, sort of rasterised the image or whatever you do with it, and we put it on a jumper. And, my God, that's been popular. <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, 2,000 trees, <laughs> you can't go 10 metres without... I love 2,000 like, trees. the most loveliest thing, because, I mean, a festival like that is such a homely vibe anyway, but yeah. it's just... It's just so it's, great. It's amazing, and it's like... A Johnny Foreigner show... I, uh, I was working a Johnny Foreigner show in Birmingham. Uh, they were playing with Los Campesinos, and the front row was pretty much exclusively clever girl jumpers. <laughs> it was amazing. Or, or some of those um, Never Kiss a Tory Lost yeah. Camp ones. It was those and, and Clever Girl. Yeah. And A, I was like, this venue is so sweaty. Jofo and uh, Lost Camp are playing. How are you keeping your jumper on? Like, yeah. I, that blew my mind. But yeah, it's, it's amazing to see so many people in those. And it's one of those things that, you know, we normally do a design, press whatever number, 100, 200, or whatever, and move on, you know? And it's kind of like, those t-shirts are done. So we've, we've had lots of great Alcopop t-shirts, or, or I think great yeah. Alcopop t-shirts. T-shirts and, and sweaters and stuff over the years, but that one has just endured. Yeah. And like you say, it keeps cropping up. So, oh, where's the one I saw it recently? Uh, Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. Mountain Dew. There was just some some guy being sprayed with a Mountain Dew water gun, wearing a clever girl top. It's like that's odd. Um, Kate Nash was wearing. Well, yeah. Kate Nash put one on her Instagram. It was like, there's Kate Nash wearing a clever I've, girl shirt. I've, I've had people um, walk into the crypt and Dorking. They kind of not know it's an alcohol jumper. They're just like, yeah, look at this. It's like you do realise that's like yeah. a podcast with them. It's, it's, it's amazing, <laughs> I feel man. I'm really good about myself. It, it is amazing. And I, I think it's that key is like it's hit a sort of cultural phenomenon, um, as in not the jumper, obviously, but Jurassic Park is a cultural yeah, phenomenon. Yeah. So it's kind of taken on that. Um, it's also timeless. You know, everybody loves a Velociraptor exactly. of all sorts of ages. Plus, it's really good for the Alcopop fans. So we kind of we kind of hit people who are really into Alcopop who've bought loads of them. We hit people who, you know, like the label but really like dinosaurs and stuff. So we sell to them. And like you say, there are some people who don't even know it's Alcopop, yeah. <laughs> which is a bit. They must just look at that and go, I don't know what that is. It's that another nineties thing, probably. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's great. I, I love that jumper and like, in, you know cash flows in record labels can be difficult and you know there's certain times where selling of clever girl jumpers has kept us alive <laughs> so uh, i will forever hold in my heart the clever girl jumper as a sort of like you know whatever happens that's always selling <laughs> so, so yeah that's been great that's been great hi jack it's warren from atka state here um just want to wish you a massive congratulations on 10 years of alco pop
Birthday, Alka Pop. Um, money from the excerpts here. Can't believe you're ten years old. You know, you know, you're looking good. You look very, very good for your age. Um, but um, keep up the great work. Thanks for releasing so many great records. Thank you for supporting um, so many great bands, including including ours. And um, yeah, here's to ten more years. All right, bye. Just like one of my favourite releases ever, and I always go on about it. But hush, many heed of you uh, watching that on MTV, 120 minutes. Wonderful. I just used to tune into that like before Stagecoach was signed, Alkabop, and that's kind of one of the first times I really sort of knew about the label. But I just because you, you, it was before you could record it, so you just used to sit up late, kind of thinking, yeah. I hope it's before one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Kevin, I used to do exactly the same, and I think one of the saddest losses for indie music is 120 minutes. Yes, like MTV. I've, I haven't watched MTV in years now, and we occasionally get I don't sort even of. Play music anymore, no, do that's it. And like MTV Two is, you know, occasionally we'll get something, and somebody will be like, "This is playing on MTV Germany." I'm like, "Oh, cool!" So MTV Germany still actually plays music. Um, and I don't want to criticise MTV because it's up to them, but that show, 120 minutes, was the one, yeah. and we had quite it's a lot of. Quite a few on other podcasts. Yeah, as well, it was brilliant, and it was it was a it was a reason for people to spend money on um, rec- on videos yeah. because now it's kind of like it's online, and you know you might get on Scuzz, they're pretty cool, um, and there's a few other bits, but my god 120 minutes and hu- that hush the many videos i'd urge you to check it out actually like uh it's, yeah called revolve um it's one of my favorite it's wonderful and it was some really nice thick final yeah we've probably still got some in the shop actually but um but it was a lovely single i saw nima the other day the singer from the uh from the band who's sort of doing well i think and uh, yeah it was brilliant and that was a really that was a nice moment for us it nearly bankrupted the label that um, because the manager and I don't know who it was at the time I'm sure he was nice but was insisting that we pressed a thousand records 
and paid for like loads of posters and stuff and we were only very fledgling i think it was like i want to say like eighth or ninth release and we were like oh, well we better do as he says because he's a big manager and then luckily we didn't uh, because we've still got some left but we only pressed 500 yeah. and that was pretty much all of our money so yeah that nearly bankrupted the label but it didn't so uh, in that case i can look back at it and, and it was a, it still is a wonderful song that was a band who i was desperately sad that they never released an album yeah, uh, because awesome. they split up before they had the chance to and that would have been one of those albums that people look back on and go special because they're also stunning live i remember going seeing oh like, man yeah i saw them at bush hall and it was oh they were mind-blowing and i'm so captivating god i'd love to hear that album and nima, nima promised me he was going to send me some bits at some point but i don't think they ever came through i might message him about it see if there's anything left of it because yeah the few songs that did come out and i think revolve was the pick but yeah really good the wires made the circuit Spark the wheel in motion Spare ah, But some things came full circle And messed ah, So on the surface turning There were cracks there making lines Because everything comes in its time Scrape it out and drag it up 
Hey Jack and Kev, it's uh, Andy G here from Freeze Atlantic forward slash 100 reasons now forward slash bears blood forward slash far too many things to go into but anyway I just wanted to uh, wish a happy 10th anniversary for the Alka Pops um, you know it's a great great place you know for the release of some great great music and Jack put so much effort into everything like that so um, I'm very pleased for him and uh, all the best. Cheers, thanks, bye. Um, for unsigned musicians, because I, I do like to ask all ladies kind of what their advice is for unsigned musicians. Obviously, um, like Stagecoach got signed off from sending a demo. Do you yep. still listen to sort of demos that get sent We in? do, we do. Um, and it's mainly, we get less physical demos these days. It's more digital for you know obvious reasons but we do still sign bands off demos um it's mainly recommendations if i'm honest yeah but weirds weirds is, is an odd one because it was kind of one. yeah well <laughs> quite um you know their manager has recommended them to me in the past um and i have checked them out but it was only the band emailing me direct to say here's the stuff that i was kind of like oh wow and you know yeah. so we do and it's nice to hear from bands direct yeah. um, there's another band I'm looking at at the moment who emailed me about three months ago and we had a little back and forth and then I've just seen them sort of appearing in places and I'm like actually they are really good um, well, I think what some people don't realise especially um, like with our own experience of working with you as well like we actually sent we, it took a year or so of talking yeah. before it actually happened so we sent you an EP that you really liked but you didn't end up releasing then you I think it might have been out wasn't it by the time you sent it to me or something oh, yeah but I remember I definitely remember Luke sent you that and then we sent you some new recordings that we'll ever be never forgotten <laughs> of like yeah it's not as good as the other stuff and then yeah uh, I felt really bad saying it and I listened to them so many times but you should be honest and, yeah. it is, and probably if you hadn't sent that email then it might you just don't know how things yeah not that we were pinned all our hopes on you know, <laughs> 99% of our hopes <laughs> but yeah it kind of an hour an hour a, <laughs> a year a year and a half later that you know and a lot I think that's quite common yeah so, I, I think that's it and it does take time and, and I think it's really key for bands not to get disillusioned if you know the first label they they don't get in touch with doesn't work because there's so many ways of doing stuff now um you know you can put you can put stuff out on your own in a really sort of positive way and there are loads of labels out there who are sort of willing to take a punt uh, but it's hard for labels because you know so many of people who run labels have other jobs or have stuff that happens you know suddenly they move house so it's kind of like if you happen to send the demo in the month that they moved house or the week you know a couple of weeks they moved house it might get lost it, you know silly things like that because when you're pitching to an independent it is a person or a couple of people who have real lives and it's kind of like we do miss stuff and we do kind of like take time to kind of you know work things out plus it's that sort of like you'll hear something and you won't get it straight away and a lot of the bands we work with are more complex than that you know have more stuff going on that it's not just an instant pop hit that we can kind of go you know oh we'll pump loads of money into that plus we have kind of there were just there are some bands who've got in touch with us and i'm like i like this band but just too busy you know we've just got too much on we've got you know the tie cup album in november we've got you know uh eps coming a couple of weeks after that and it's just like at the moment my mind is just sort of blown with stuff that's going on so i think it's just important for bands to remember that people at indie labels are just very much like them Mm. but it's kind of well we're all in the same boat you know yeah. and it's it's kind of the, the other thing is like you know there's lots of bands who send me stuff who I have a real respect for their music and it's really good but we just can't work it and that's not to say that I'm sort of you know being fake about it and going like 
oh you know it's great but I can't do it I genuinely like it and I would listen to it yeah. but it's just not quite right for Alcopop for whatever reason and the, you know, it could be one of a hundred reasons and it's not you know those are ever-changing reasons as well it's just like you know it's just the way i'm feeling that we're going at the moment it doesn't necessarily suit maybe it's kind of it's a real hard one because you're three albums down the line and it's like i like it but i know how much work's going to have to go into this and we've got lots coming up and it's i can't quite kind of uh give the time so yeah there's so much good music out there i mean it's it's this, in this day and age like anyone can make music in their bedroom anyone can do anything really of a releasable exactly well, there's no such thing as releasable quality but like a good quality on just a couple of mics in your bedroom and so it's yeah. kind of and it's, it's an enriching time for music and it, I feel sorry sometimes for artists you know who are coming up because there's so much like competition or even playing a gig yeah like you know look at sort of Camden or wherever in London how many venues are just in that little yeah. spot times that times however many spots you have in London it's hard that's it it is hard it is hard and it's kind of as the label grows I think you need to sort of be prepared to commit more resources into each band because it's kind of like you know now we work with a band and I want to make sure that we've got enough around it that we can really sort of you know make it work and and, and kind of you know if if we can't feel confident enough to put a bit in in terms of sort of like time and effort and a bit of money then it's it's difficult to sort of justify it so yeah but basically I, as I say I just say to you know bands keep on like sending music out but just keep on building yourselves because once you build to a certain point you'll just be fighting people off and that's that's a lovely point for, for bands to be in I mean Tiger Cover are a really good example and I mean they've worked with brilliant labels I mean they've already done a single with Venn and they've done a single with um uh I can't think of the name which is really annoying the Awesome Singles Club um too pure uh, too pure and like I'm with someone else I think and they've just kind of been building and building and building to the point that when it gets to their debut album we're like please and they're like mm, and we're like please and like other people are like yeah we could do it and we could do it and then it's that kind of like speak to the manager build that offer like make sure it's right for everybody so it's kind of like I think they're a great example of not rushing into their debut you know they've been going for a few years getting the tours building it up building the fan base so that when they do finally release the debut you know years on it's perfect they've already worked with great labels everybody wants to work with or a lot not everybody a lot of people want to work with them and it's kind of like it's, I think it's a good thing for bands to you know get a sort of long term view it's not like we've recorded a song if we're not signed that's over because yeah. I, sh- I think that's what people don't understand sometimes in terms of like just whatever you put out make sure it's of a good quality sort of the best you can do and if it takes a year or two yeah. build up to an album like even if you've got an album's worth of stuff and you're sitting on it for two years it doesn't mean it's the wrong way that's it it. that's it and don't feel pressured into kind of like spending shitloads of money on a press person or like if someone turns up and sends you a generic email going really like your stuff give us two grand and we'll get you some press it's like think about whether that's the right way to spend your two grand or whether it's better to start you know getting some shows working with some independent pr- uh, promoters like recording a decent track you know doing that stuff to slowly build yeah. and I mean there is you know some bands have done really well kind of just spunking a load of cash and it's worked but I think it's few and far between I think building up organically is the way forward yeah. and also sort of people like certain blogs would actually prefer to get an email from the artist themselves exactly than a press person yeah that's kind of, that's know, nice as well other people don't think about that in terms of you know, some blogs would prefer that it's coming from the artist rather than having yeah. someone. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's and it's tough for bands, and it's I think I always think it's tougher for bands than labels because obviously we've got, you know, bands will 
die after a certain amount of time some bands or you know might split up and it's kind of like that's your relationships gone yeah and it's kind of like we get to build them up and build them up so it's like another band another relationship another band another relationship. and so with labels that's kind of what you buy into and i think that's what you know a reason why it's great to sign to a label is because you buy into those relationships yeah. you buy into people who've done it before you buy into people who've kind of like who got you back you know and can go out and kind of work for you um but yeah it's tough being in a band uh, but it's fun so just just make sure you're enjoying it man because yeah. when it when it's like when you're an unsigned band then it's not fun then that's not good hey guys it's Michael Williams from Jumping Ships here just wanted to say a massive happy birthday to uh, Jack and Kev and everyone at Alcopop 10 years is an amazing achievement um, here's to at least another 10 years of releasing great music and I look forward to seeing you all at a show or in a pub or at a festival somewhere soon cheers
Hey Jack, it's Ryan from Spectral Nights. Congratulations, 10 years of Alcopop. Who would have thought it? It's been quite an incredible decade, hasn't it? From all those special gigs, from The Great Escape to 2000 Trees and Southsea Fest, so many. It's been a pleasure to be part of the Alcopop family for that that length of time. Let's hope that we can look forward to many more great gigs and festivals and releases over the next 10 years and beyond. Tell you what, we, do you fancy another drink? I'm yeah, just gonna, yeah. I'm gonna just grab another drink okay. and then. Uh... Okay, so drink break done. Yeah. Oh, that was nice. And uh, we're on to the angle grinding. <laughs> yeah. Just don't mind me while I angle grind some stuff. Matt. Like, I, I've, I'm on the clock, you know. Um. Yeah. Labels. Um. Was there any particular labels that inspired you growing Abs- up? Absolutely. Fierce Panda were the one. Um. You know, I think that's always been my sort of my most exciting label like i used to love what they did i used to love the singles i used to get incredibly excited about all the small bands they brought out you know the sort of idlewilds the placebos things like that um llama farmers uh Kinnicky, i could go on um <clears throat> for me they were always the label to emulate growing up i love simon who runs it he's a genius he's a genius and he's so understated and so cool like i I read a brilliant article with him i think it was in the evening standard just a couple of weeks ago i think they're hitting their 20 years or something um and he was talking about how he got into this problem where he'd just get drunk um at shows and go backstage and sign (laughs) bands and i was like that's that's kind of that's kind of something i can relate to i like he's just brilliant and and in fact I had a Fierce Panda jacket and that's like I always loved that Fierce Panda jacket and it was kind of like that was sort of what made me think like you can do cool stuff like this that hence why we did the Alcopop jacket when we were 50 our 50th release was a jacket um and again that was one where it's like god jackets are really expensive <laughs> if these don't sell and I'm in trouble but yeah they all sell real quick I don't think I have one anymore sadly but um yeah it was really nice to be able to to release something like that and I kind of made sure to say this is down to Fierce Panda yeah. um and then we actually got to release an album with them and I, I remember going into the Fierce Panda office and I was like I always dreamed as like a teen of coming into this office and like whenever I was in bands we'd always email Fierce Panda first and go here's our demo oh. we'd always get feedback and it was so lovely um so yeah fierce panda were the ones and then in more sort of contemporary sort of culture i always think holy raw do really cool stuff um i love kind of you know labels that go all their own way like uh fortuna pop who are sadly finishing i love what they do and i love the kind of scene they've built and i I feel like there's a lot of love for that label um i love art is hard i I think especially like a couple of years ago they were gunning with some insanely exciting stuff all the pizza club they did and some of the bands they were working with um and then i guess you just get to labels you hate which would be big scary monsters (laughs) um just wretched souls uh and and you know really don't deserve a minute of your time so uh so yeah those guys awful awful (laughs) 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 <laughs> but no they're amazing um and yeah so they're kind of you know some labels that i think have sort of mean a lot to mean a lot to us um and too pure um which is a really cool way of like i like what uh what paul's done there and he's kind of like got into a situation where he's worked hard enough or got drunk with the right people i don't know to uh, have got some kind of cool budget where he can put out a brilliant seven inch single every couple of months month yeah. And the bands he puts out, man. That's insane. And I was looking at it, and like, if you count the BSM and Alcopop bands that have been released on Tupure, <laughs> you know, in the last year alone, we've had Tiger Cubs, Spills, Weirds. Um, I'm sure there are others. Uh, but yeah, I love Tupure. 
what a cool thing and what a cool thing that that still exists so fair play to beggars who I think you know finance it I'm not sure it makes its own money but like you know that's a really cool thing but yeah Fierce Panda are the ones I'll never never forget Fierce Panda hello this is Jamie from Get Inuit wishing Jack Kev and all of the Alcopop crew a happy 10th birthday one love for the mother's pride one love for the times we've cried one love got to stay alive oh i will survive one love alcopop records It's quite hard, actually. If Alcopop was a three-course meal... Oh, my God. <laughs> what would it be? Oh, Jesus. Um, That's really hard. Yeah, that is tough. I, I wish I wish you'd prepped me on this yeah, one. Yeah, sorry. I should have emailed you. No, man. I, I quite like the uh, the ad hoc nature of it. Um, I might work backwards because I really like desserts. Oh, man. This is the best bit. I reckon I'll probably have some kind of, like... 
Well, I, I, I'd like to say it would be like a lemon hooch cake, but I don't think it would. I think it would be like, I just really like chocolate. <laughs> I, I can't deny. So I'll probably have some like sickening chocolate cake vibe, you know, to get the kind of like sweet nature of what we do out. Uh, there'll probably be some sort of, oh, you know, those little lemon and orange sweets that you get, the kind of sugary, like le- lemon. Yeah, yeah. Th- there'd be loads of them in it. So it'd be like a massive chocolate cake with sort of lemon and orange sort of citrus notes. So it'd be sweetness with citrus notes. Yeah, yeah, that would work. Um, and then considering kev's been a big part of alcopop well run the label with me for the last 10 years there'd have to be some kind of chicken based bit in the main course because that's all that kid eats um so i imagine (laughs) (laughs) some kind of spoons chicken wing two for one yeah yeah um yeah that would that would probably uh that would probably um yeah sort of showcase kev in the middle there so yeah just loads of weather spoons bleak chicken <laughs> for the main course and then the starter um i guess we'd have to go back to where we initially started with the label um so it'd have to be something quite meager i guess you know to sort of showcase the sort of diy nature of it so it would probably be like a mini pizza that i'd made myself <laughs> like <laughs> you know something where i just kind of like had a load of ideas and kind of chucked them on and uh and yeah so it'd be kind of like a little mini i maybe a sort of uh, alphabetty spaghetti thing because you know it's almost like you just kind of get things and like chuck them down and they kind of work yeah. so an alphabetty spaghetti pizza for starter <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that's what alcohol would be as a three course meal. that sounds great yeah we should retail that um if you could curate your own main stage at a festival yeah and you could have sort of any amount from five to seven bands who would be your dream I think if I was going to have the Alcopop Festival and I could go sort of back to bands that are still going but have always been there in my heart as sort of bands I've loved it would probably be Los Campesinos Johnny Foreigner The Excerts Art Brute Helen Love Tellison did I say Johnny Foreigner yeah uh Hold on, let's start again. <laughs> Los Campesinos, Art Brute, Helen Love, Tellison, The Excerpts, Jofo, Fight Like Apes. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, they are the bands that's still going. <laughs> who would uh, who would make? God, that would be a great festival. It would sell out pretty fast. Yeah, probably. man, and plus every other band we've ever released. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so a bit of um, which one do you prefer? Okay. okay. So kind of uh, they're some of them are a bit silly. <laughs> some of them are really hard actually. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, all you have to say is is which one quick fire. Yeah. Uh, Limp biscuit or corn? Uh, Limp biscuit. <laughs> Would you prefer to run at 100 miles an hour or fly at 10 miles an hour? Uh, I'd fly at 10 miles an hour. Cool. Will Smith or Toto? <laughs> 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 That's so tough. Um, I'm going to consider a few factors, which would be hits, main hit, and wanting to meet. And Will Smith had just come out on top. Yeah, just. I thought you would. Yeah. Um, Walking Dead or Breaking Bad? Uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, did you see the new one? I haven't seen the new one, but I thought Breaking Bad was all right. Walking Dead, I blew my mind. I went to bed at 3 a.m. last night. I was like, I have to see it again. Just one of those things. Like, kind of, yeah. But then, to be honest, I couldn't sleep about two hours after. It's horrific. I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) Um, Hooch or Jaeger? Uh, That's tough. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's gonna have to be hooch. It's gonna have to be. They're the two drinks that have probably symbolised alcopop throughout yeah. the, throughout the decade. I think, but it's got to be hooch. Just, just. Sonic or Mario? Uh, that is a good question. Probably Sonic. Just. I would say Sonic, but like, there's no wrong answer. Either. Yeah, I love Mario, and I love the way. What was it? What do you used to be called? I think Mario Kart. Yeah. Well, that's it. But 
yeah, Mario is called like Brick Guy or something in the initial iteration of Donkey Kong. I can't remember it exactly. It's something like that. Uh, or Plumber Man. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it would be Sonic, just about. T-Rex or Velociraptor? <sighs> Fucking hell, these are tough. Yeah. Uh, Raptors, it has to be, because they've been on our Clever Girl shirts. <laughs> um, yeah, Raptor. PC or Mac? I've <sighs> always been a PC guy, but now I use a Mac. So... I the smugness of Mac bothers me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna just about steer onto the side of a PC. Though I do like using my Mac, but yeah, it's just that smugness. I'm gonna stick with PC. I have a Mac, but I'm PC. Yeah, it's just so smug. Yeah, I'm getting PC. Yeah. This one's really hard, but I know, I know, I think I know what you're gonna say. Jurassic Park or Cool Runnings? Um, well, I love Cool Runnings. It's a wonderful film. Um, I mean truly that's the only film that I've it is the only film I've ever watched to conclusion and then watched immediately again Um, but I'm going to go Jurassic Park it's my favourite film of all time I think Jurassic Park 3 is a horrendous piece of shit Um, but they came back so strongly with Jurassic World and I don't know if you're talking about the series or just the film but that film is is the one I'm going to see it with uh, the Philharmonic Orchestra at the Royal Albert oh, Hall yeah man and I can't wait yeah. and I would go and see that of Cool Runnings as well but Jurassic Park's the one cool. um, yeah really weirdly because Hans Zimmer did the music for Cool Runnings yeah <laughs> I'd love to yeah. <laughs> that would be great perhaps we should put it on Matt <laughs> oh my god I'm not even joking um, festival or intimate gig Mm. intimate gig just I love the I love the vibe of the festival but I love the excitement of going to see that band at the intimate you know that that's the yeah yeah intimate gig pavement or sonic youth ah man Uh, I just think in terms of like like numbers of albums that I really love I'm going to go with pavement cool McDonald's Burger King Subway or KFC Uh, Burger King um Classiest. Double bacon cheese, yeah. You see, that's how classy I am. Um, but I must give a shout out to the McDonald's chicken legend meals, which I think <laughs> takes fast food to the next step. Would you rather live in space or under the sea? Under the sea, I love sea creatures, um, and I could ride a dolphin to work, which is so cool. Um, Axel Rose or James Hetfield? Ugh, I don't like either of them really. No, I mean, Hetfield's cool, but I went to see uh, Metallica at. Um, Sonosphere and they all the way through they had like vote for a track on a big screen like and you had to pay 50p really? to vote for the tracks they finished with it was well lame um, and Henry the other day said that I look like Axel Rose I was like oh that's pretty cool and she was like oh yeah not the cool version they're kind of the- <laughs> I was like fuck you man um, I'm gonna go Axel Rose at his peak I think is is my favoured cool. Ray Mears or Bear Grylls mm, good question um, can I go for Jeremy Wade? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of those two, um, I'll go for uh, for for Ray Mears, I think. But Jeremy Wade and Robson Green are uh, way up there for me. Um, Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger? Uh, Arnie. Yeah. <laughs> X Men or the Avengers? Uh, tough one. X Men, I think. Yeah, I think I'll go X Men. Yeah. Um, and the very last one, just because I had this our conversation with two of my friends who I go to the cinema <laughs> every week last night and it sparks like the biggest kind of conversation that I've ever had on text is if you were stuck in like a small shed that was enclosed for, for eight hours overnight <laughs> you could either be stuck in there um, you have no equipment no nothing you're just yeah. wearing shorts and t-shirt in a shed yeah um, 
no shoes, just <laughs> literally shorts and t-shirt. Um, would you rather be stuck in a shed for eight hours with a snake, a crocodile, <laughs> or a Komodo dragon? I mean, Komodo dragons are, are ruthless. <laughs> yeah, no one went. No, yeah, straight no. away that was ruled out. No, I I read uh, Willard Price's Amazon Adventure where they talked yeah. about. I think it was Amazon Adventure. They talked about Komodo dragons, and they are. And it's it's it. They're disgusting, aren't they? Because it's like the bacteria in their mouth that like ends yeah. you. Um, um, snakes are black mamba as well. Oh my god. Um, crocodile. I would go with a snake, and the reason I go with a snake is because I think I could. It would at least take a little bit more time to lunge. Although, having said that, you could sit on a crocodile. Oh, but if you got look, yeah. this is the problem. I I said snake because I if if they're probably going to attack you if you're in a small space for eight hours, surely yeah. it's going to go for you at some point. And I reckon crocodile. You could, but if it gets you, you're you're screwed. Yeah. I mean, if any of them get you, screwed, <clears throat> I think if I if think a snake was to, you'd be dead quicker. If a snake was to bite you, True. and also I've got a friend who injects snake venom, so maybe I could befriend the snake. Also, I think you're more likely to be able to talk to a snake, yeah, you know, parcel tongue and all that Harry Potter oh, stuff. Yeah. So I think you know I'd just desperately try and learn some parcel tongue think, to talk to the snake. I think you'd have more chance of like holding a snake by a tail. Yeah, it's not a rattlesnake either, is it? So that's no. good. A, a, croc- a crocodile, if it gets you, you're screwed. Yeah. Like, I, I think like a Komodo places. dragon and a crocodile would easily overpower you directly. Yeah. And there's nothing you can do about it. It would just like lunge and like knock you down. Whereas with the snake, if you were really skillful, which I'm not, I, I still think that I could like at least dart from corner to corner. And also, I think if a snake was to bite me, I would rather that than being like eaten alive. Oh, massively. So. Imagine just being munched by a crocodile is just the worst. So I actually think. Yeah, there's no no uh, no uh, no question to answer there. I think it's uh, I think it's a black mamba, and also they're they're a beautiful animal. Yeah. So if I was to die by the hand or the jaws of a black mamba, I think <laughs> I think <laughs> I think it would be a good way to die. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the bar staff have just confirmed that. So uh, yeah, we, I think black mamba. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hey, we're weirds, and we're wishing Jack, Kev, and everyone at Alcopop a happy tenth birthday.
Yes? You're listening to the Alco Podcast. Hey, we're brawlers, and you're listening to the Alcopop Podcast. Hello. My name is Matt Prayer. This is the Alcopopcast. Cheers. Okay, last question is, obviously, ten years down, what, what comes next? Uh, another ten years? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got loads, loads planned. So uh, we've got Ty Cup album in November, which is going to be sick. Um, we've got lots coming up from, we've got Joe Philly P, um, we've got Spills EP. Uh, I love that. that. That's genuinely one of the best records. The the uh, the album. It's, it's every track is like it's just one of those complete like kind of headers for heroes. Hundred reasons. It's just one of those albums that is a proper album. Yeah. Every track is a banger. I feel like the spills. You know, every label has to have a proper cult classic, and I think the spills are ours. And I, I don't think. Know how they're not bigger. I I, I think I think people not. will catch on. I think it's going to take time, but that first record. Well, first record that we released. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh my god. I feel like loads of people know about them, but they haven't kind of. Yeah. They're, they're waiting to tip over the edge a bit. I think it's it's one of those records again that you, it requires some listening. Yeah. And then when you do, it's just like I mean, Spill sent it through, and we, they're another one that we've been talking to for years. Like Johnny Foreigner sort of said, they're the best band we've ever seen. Tellison, like they're the best band we've ever seen. Yeah. And you know, we sort of turned down an EP, I think, before that, and it was like wait 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 and then they sent the album it took a while and it was like yes yeah. yes the spills are an amazing band lovely bunch and it's like yeah I, th- I think they're wonderful but yeah so we've got that coming up um we've got a head and love christmas show which i don't know if it'll be announced but fuck it we've got a uh, trevin simon supporting as in the uh 90s comedians yeah. <laughs> so we've got helen helen love and trevin simon playing at the lexington in december which is going to be fun uh there's not going to be an alcohol christmas party this year because we've done uh, the Alcapapa Cruiser yeah. so we're not going to do Alcapapa Palooza Christmas so that's our kind of Christmas show yeah. um, and then we've just got loads coming up so we've got Oh Boy album scheduling for next year a couple of exciting signings which uh, we'll talk about in future yeah. days um, we, what else have we got yeah loads so it's just it's an exciting time um, and, and we found this a few years ago where for whatever reason a few of the Alcapapa bands have kind of like disbanded or kind of stopped sort of doing much so it's like it's a time where we can actually sign a couple of new bands so i've got my kind of eyes on a few in particular and then sort of others are swilling around but we've got lots going on and yeah i a couple of new bands who i'm very excited to talk to you about i mean happy accidents as well have got so much going on yeah. there's just loads there's always loads honest, going on all the bands that we talked about at the beginning sort of yeah and sort of off, off air there's just there is a lot going on well that's it and tibet i, I just killing it you know, I don't know whether we'll do their album or not. We shall see. But get into it, having a wonderful yeah, time. Yeah, like, there's just there's just so much good stuff going on. It's been a gratifying year in that it's like it's everything everything's worked really well. I mean, one of the things actually not mentioned, but uh, QI when we put their vinyl out and the podcast has now got its own TV show, which is which is great. Oh, yeah. So like, no such thing as the news is on TV, which is really nice. And yeah, we've actually talking to another podcast that I don't know if it will happen, but uh, we'll see. And like, that could be an exciting one. That's a sort of I little need, fun. I need uh, to get in on this. I need to like do a podcast with another podcast. That's like, it. QI and uh, yeah. Yeah. Get me in with QI. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get you on the panel. We got Corey Taylor there, right? So you no, know. Only on next. <laughs> but yeah, so so lots going on. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I'm sorry it's been so long. It's, uh, oh man, it's been, it's just been lovely, Matt. And uh, yeah, you've you've been so important to Alcopop over the ten <laughs> years as well, which is just amazing. I think when did we first sign Stagecoach? 
good with years. No, I'm not. I reckon it's a good... 2009? I was going to say six or seven years ago now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Because, yeah. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> and you've been there ever since. Um, so thank you. And uh, thanks thank for listening. You. And thanks for everybody who's like bought a record or, you know, talked to us on Twitter or anything. It's It's really gratifying that like we're still going and I kind of feel like in a stronger place than ever I don't want to be one of those labels who's like just lives on you know the fact that we've been going for bloody ages it's like yeah. I kind of I just feel like it's still growing that's it that's, as long as you're as long as the arc's still going oh, well that's it as that long as we're going up like every year yeah I could go on I could go on about like kind of uh, how things always you know kind of moving but they are so it's yeah. Yeah, no, it's been, basically it's, it's been great fun man great fun and uh yeah wonderful so thank you and thank you and thank yeah just it's really nice um and we're gonna keep going while well, you still keep buying our records so uh, <laughs> so yeah if you want us to finish just don't bother don't, don't bother buying any <laughs> but yeah thanks it's wonderful mm-hmm.